All right, and we're live. Nice and quick and nice and easy. Ran almost right on time. Even better. <laughs> Welcome back, Ryan. How are you, man? Hey, man. Good. How are you? <laughs> yeah, good. Thanks. We all we did this just off the live stream about three minutes ago, but uh, it's always good to invite someone back publicly here. So we've got uh, <laughs> Stephen Avery. Welcome and John in the chat. Say hi. Let us know where you're from hi. as well. I'm going to open up another browser here so I can kind of oh see what's going on. Yeah, I'll do the same. Let's see if this works. All right, cool. Live comments. Oh, there we go. So this is at the opposite end of the day to where I normally go live. Usually in the mornings, our time, but this time we'll we'll see who's around. Probably, I guess, what is it? Europe and Australia. I <laughs> and New Zealand, of course, but I don't know if they count. All right. So Craig says hi, Shane. Hi, Ryan. Awesome stuff. Hi, guys. Eight o'clock in the evening, a perfect time. Well, it's nine o'clock here now. Oh yeah, you're in Japan, so that makes sense. That makes sense. All right, so if anyone has any questions, feel free to let us know. Otherwise, we're gonna pick Ryan's brain about how to play fast. <laughs> 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 we got Scott from uh, Fort Worth, Texas here. Hi chaps. Very cool, very cool. So uh, yeah, we've got lots of guys joining already. This, this is awesome. So yeah, if you're just joining and you uh, enjoy the live streams, please give it a thumbs up and uh, feel free to ask any gear questions, any guitar questions you may have. We're doing a few more live streams than normal lately just to keep keep myself busy and to keep everyone else uh, busy. And I've been watching a lot of live streams as well. What about you, Ryan? Like, do you get on YouTube and just sort of zone out with other videos or what's or live streams? What do you sort of get yeah. into? Yeah, unfortunately, I do. I should be <laughs> yeah. I, sh I should be practicing or doing something but yeah I'm always on always on YouTube um there's so much good content oh, there is. you know from, yeah. from like guys like yourself and oh, thanks, man. Uh, like Sean Tubbs and all these guys yeah That's so cool. so yeah it's it's a rabbit hole YouTube is an absolute rabbit hole um you know the difference between now and like before YouTube and all Netflix and all that kind of stuff you knew what you wanted to watch you get on YouTube and you don't. You know, it gives yeah. you it yeah. gives you more than you've ever really wanted to find at that particular yeah. point in time. It's it's amazing. It's just completely, as John says, it's completely killed uh, TV for most people because you can specialize in something like cameras or, or music or yeah. travel or whatever, and ju just binge watch as much stuff as you want. So. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's super cool. Super cool. It's great. And inter it's it. interactive as well. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was watching, I've been watching the few ones that you've done. Uh, and, you know, it's like, oh, it's great. And you get on the chat and all these guys are, you know, <laughs> yeah. a lot of familiar faces. Yeah, a lot of these guys are good supporters of the channel, especially uh, we've got Fat yeah. Philosopher here as well. <laughs> that name always makes me laugh. <laughs> Best aftermarket. Uh, Locking locking tuners. Oh, was there a question? Sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, what what do you think? I missed the question. Sorry, what was it? Sorry, it's the best aftermarket lock locking tuners. Ah, okay. I, I oh, there they are here. There, there it is. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna probably say Shella. They're oh, the yeah. ones that I've used the most. So I'd probably say those. I haven't used, I don't think I've actually used any others. So yeah, that's pretty much my limited experience. How about your, you? 
I think yeah, I've tried I've tried uh Goto, Grover, Shala. And to be honest, I, I don't know if I can tell a big difference. I think they all work. But you know, with with locking tuners, it's not just um it's just it's I don't think it's just the locking tuners, it's it's also your nut and um, you know, keeping it lubricated. Uh, so it's a few things like you know, getting it set up really well. And if it's not a Gibson, <laughs> exactly, yeah. or Les um, Paul, I should say. Yeah, Les you know, it's funny. I had a I had a ES three three five that I put locking tuners on. Oh yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, this was before I bought the vintage one. I had a had cherry, um, like a cherry sun, cherry sun. Yeah, cherry sun. This one, and I put locking tuners on, and I think it was Grover's. Cool. And it would go out of tune. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. Man, that's, that, that's pretty funny. Like, um, it's funny. Yeah, yeah, I reckon. I reckon that's like the best upgrade for an unstable guitar. But you're you're right. If the nut's yeah. a bit funky, still, it's gonna go out. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. It, it's got to, It's got to return to you know, um, where like yeah. So you need to lube the nuts, as um, Brandon has said. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um. That said, so I bought this, you know, the 66, the Chipson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Shane was joking that it's a Chipson. But I bought a 1966 um, ES-335 and got it re And a good friend of mine did did an amazing work, amazing job, plecked it. And it hmm. does not go out of tune. It's got, it doesn't have locking tuners. Wow. So I think a good setup um, by somebody who knows what they're doing yeah no i totally agree uh, like Khaled's um les paul is his most stable guitar really in terms of tuning yeah yeah i don't know what it is wow. his strat is all over the place it's the first reverse <laughs> i've ever seen <laughs> that might explain his playing no, 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 no. Uh, uh yeah yeah so we've got uh we've got paul data from singapore hey you're from singapore right oh, do you know him yes I, am. I used to be yeah it's a small no. community there right <laughs> very small community yeah. Yeah, yeah, I left uh, 12 years ago. Yeah. Man, far I, out. Yeah, it's it's been a while now. I hope everyone's being safe, you know, everyone's keeping well. Yeah, it's uh, pretty pretty strange times at the moment. I really miss yeah. going to the gym, man, just detaching <laughs> from the computer. Now all I'm doing is working. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah, but, uh, I know. I, yeah. I'm the same. Um, I was I was saying to Shane the other day that I started I started going to the gym this year, and I was actually doing like three or four times a week, and then this hit, so it's like I'm just gonna stay at home. Yeah, just get Macca's <laughs> deli- uh, McDonald's yeah. Yeah. Uh, Uber. I miss gigging. Like I, did I have to say, I really really miss gigging. Like uh, you know, mm. it's uh, it's not the same. Like I've I've done a few live isolation jams like i'll record myself send it to somebody but nah man it's not the same no no it's not absolutely yeah playing live's great even just getting out and having the social part of it too you know like yeah yeah it is uh, it is pretty cool steven says hey nice mugshot man that's awesome <laughs> i have a question have you ever examined guitar timing by zooming in on the beat on cubase or it's recently did this and found i just fall uh just before or after the beat every time. Oh, before the beat every time, sorry. Yeah, 
I, I've done a lot of recording over the years, so I, I, I'm well aware of how that works. But as long as like, you've got a bit of lee leeway with rhythm, you know, you don't have to always be like right as the transient of the snare hits, you know, it doesn't, mm. it doesn't matter too much as long as you're within that sort of beat. Um, but it's a recording. Anything's a great way of improving your, your timing. There's no doubt about that. But yeah, as a, I, I've recorded some really terrible bass players and that I'm shifting mm. notes. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's not a lot of fun. Yeah. I've, I've, yeah, I've done that so much. Um, and yeah, I feel, you know, what's weird. I was watching a YouTube video, um, where it's about, I think it was slash and he was describing his recording process and, you know, he was saying like he, they, they did it their old school way. And, um, I don't know if they, I'm sure they still use pro tools or maybe they didn't, but he was trying to say how in the olden days you could hear the mistakes and everything wasn't exactly on time. Mm -hmm. And that's what gave it, you know, character. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. You ever seen that um, funny thing about the country songs where they take like 10 of the top songs of the year and they put them all in like Pro Tools or whatever and they splice them up and they're like exactly the same? Oh, like, really? All the, all the licks can be transposed into the, like can be just like put over the other song. All the, the formula is identical. The drum beat is so precise that you can just, drag and drop all these tracks over each other it's really great it's called like country mashup or something like that on on youtube it's, oh. it's hilarious that's how precise you know the recording process is where you can take five songs all recorded at this beat because the formula works and just dump it on top of the next song and it's indistinguishable almost it's uh yeah i gotta check funny. it out uh we've got uh uh Gridush says I uh, watched a video on the more G150, ordered it the other day, and now you're live. Awesome. Good stuff on your bits, man. Keep it up. Thank you. Thanks for the support, mate. I appreciate it. I was actually messing around with the G300 here the other day. So where is it? It's on the floor somewhere. Oh, yeah, it's back there. Oh, there it is. What pedal is that? Is that a pedal? Yeah, it's like a it's like a Helix kind of thing. It's like an oh, all-in-one. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's pretty cool. I might, I'll grab it out in a sec. Um, yeah, it's not bad. Uh, let me find out what else we got here. Dylan, we got Dylan here. Welcome, mate. Uh, hey, Dylan. How's the audio levels, by the way, folks? I just want to make sure we're all good because last time I was talking with Anthony, my mic was way too loud and I had no idea because we could we can't tell from this side. So, what's oh, yeah. uh, that? The ones you. Jamal, is he here? Is he? <laughs> there he is. <laughs> um, we're all convinced he doesn't sleep, or he gets two <laughs> hours a week. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, audio is good. Audio is good. All right. That, that's oh, cool. everyone's. Yeah. Cool. It feels like we're pretty balanced. I think what happened last time when I was talking to Anthony, I didn't have my mix between what I'm hearing in myself and what I'm hearing from him balanced. So I was hearing yeah. more of him than me. But everyone else was hearing way more of me, so yeah, I think I've I've got the the system down for this one from now on. I'm just trying to get my head around the G200, which is the smaller one. They're pretty cool. 
There we go. Guitar OCD. I, I kind of agree with this to some extent as well. The Fender vintage tuners are the best. What do you think of those, Ryan? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, if you set it up properly, just like I, all my strats and my tellies, I don't find that they go out of tune. In fact, you mm -hmm. know, like I have to say, my Gibsons don't really go out of tune. I, except that one guitar, that 335, used to go out of tune all the time. And then I swap um, tuning uh, tuners and still going out of tune. So it must have been a guitar. <laughs> Man. Yeah, that's that's strange. I wonder if something else is moving. It can't really yeah, be that must much. Have been. Yeah. Hmm. Must have been something. Um, you still got that, yeah. right? The, the 335? Uh, no, I, I, I... What did I do with it? I think I, I traded it or something. Oh. Yeah. But um, you've got a 335 use currently though, right? Or not? Yeah, it's, I do. That vin The vintage one. So that that's that's okay, right? That one? That's that's great. Yeah, that yeah, was okay. set up. All right, sorry. I'm getting confused yeah. with it. <laughs> yeah. Cool, I've got, cool. um, I think I don't, I don't know if I brought it out because it was going out of tune so much. But this was maybe uh, three years ago or something. Okay, cool, cool. Um, yeah. There you go. We've got a hashtag here from uh, Matt Strong, Lockdown Life. Lockdown, yeah. Um, Hello from Scotland, okay. Boss Katana 100, uh, Katana 1 or 2. Sorry, let me read that again. I'm a little tired. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Hello from Scotland, Boss Katana 100 Watt, Katana 1 or 2. So just get the latest one. I don't think there's any advantage of really buying the, the old one uh, other than the num the second, the new Mark II does pretty much everything the other one does anyway. I don't think there's really any advantage of buying the old one other than, look, if you if you can get it cheaper than the Mark IIs, then do it. But, you know, with any of that sort of tech, it's generally a good idea to, to buy the latest one. I, I don't think there's any like disadvantages of buying the... Um, the uh the newer one over the old one i know some youtubers were saying that uh they weren't that blown away by the new one but it it's got extra options in there if, if you do want it but it doesn't really sound like a better amp if that makes sense so either is going to be fine is the short answer <laughs> that's mm. just my my opinion i don't uh, think i played a katana that's because you're a tube man because I'm a snob. We've got to get you a PV bandit, mate. That's, that's the trick. <laughs> one day. One day. What's this? Uh, uh, let's see. Let's, uh, any tips on settings to make a Les Paul sound good through a Fender Twin? Huh. There you go. That's your uh, wheelhouse right there, man. Um, so I would say, well, it depends on what you, you know, if, if you're talking about clean or distortion but generally i when i play a les paul regardless don't have your volume knob on full so play around with like six and seven and then um you'll get like when i when i'm say i'm on the neck position right and i i've got my les paul if I'm playing like a rhythm part, I'm always at six or seven. Um, and then when I, you know, solo, obviously I'll turn it up, but I find that it's much more glassier. Um, also, when you have the neck pickup at full volume, it's quite muddy for me. Mm -hmm. um, I'd, so, Shane, would you say the Fender Twin is quite bright? Is that, you know, I, I'm I'm wondering if he's 
he's having a problem with um, the amp being quite bright and or thin sounding because I found that sometimes with um, with Fender Twins. Yeah, they're a, they're a sort of harsh kind of sound in a way as well. They got like they're not like a Fender Deville where it's all sort of squishy and oh, like it's a big warm round sound. They they're a real sort of hard sound. Um, mm. My only other suggestion on what Ryan was saying there was maybe keep the bass down to three uh, mm. or, or somewhere around there. Because if you add too much low end, sometimes it can get a little muddy. But you're right, it might be the opposite thing. It might be that the bright switch just needs to come on or off, you know, depending on what what is missing. But I, if you're using a drive pedal, try get the amp to sound the way you want it before you add dirt as well. So... Mm. Um, I always set up my clean tone the way I want to hear it in the room and then my pedals kind of comp try to complement that as opposed to, uh, you know, setting the amp up flat at everything at 12 and then using the, the pedal to scoop the sound. So, yeah. yeah, maybe we need a bit more information there. I mean, that, that's a good combination of gear. So it should hopefully yeah. sound pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, I played, I played one re when I say recently – a few months back um it was a like just you know a backline fender twin and i i think i had no i had my 335 um and whenever i see a fender twin i am always glad that i am one of those guys that has two or three drive pedals mm -hmm. um to you know because i love stacking guitar yeah, yeah. like um I always, yeah, when I, I find when you have one pedal that sort of does everything, you're always having to bend down to sort of, you know, tweak them. Whereas yep. I'll have one that's sort of like a boost in volume, one that's like a light drive, and then one that's, you know, that, that I'll kick on for solos that will just, you know, just kind of take off if I need to. And then I'll ride the volume knob yep. to taste. Uh, yeah, no, it's a, definitely a good way of running the twins. I mean, they are the yeah. they are a great clean platform. So, and they, with all that headroom too, you do get a big, you know, you can just keep throwing drive yeah. at it, and it's never going to have really too many problems. We have got yeah. uh, Derek that, from. Like, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, sorry, sorry Ryan. I was I was going to say is that it's because it's 80, 85 watt. Is that eighty five watts? Yeah, yeah, it is. I think yeah. They are. yeah, yeah. I think some of them are some. Twins 100 watts as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Maybe Tone the Master's 85, ones. but that's a, I don't know, Class D kind of thing. Here we go. This is a good question uh, from Derek. He says he's, he's from Maine in the US. Any advice for newish guitarists who is a little timid when it mm. comes to jamming? How should I practice and pre prepare for when jamming is going to be a thing again? Um, like the easiest, actually, I'll leave the questions on while we're talking about it. It's probably easier. I think just from my perspective, what I did was I went when I probably wasn't ready and realized all the things I needed to work on like pretty, pretty quickly. <laughs> so um, I probably suggest learning some basic sort of grooves, like, you know, all the um, just learn a couple of patterns that, you know, even all the boring ones, like, you know, and then you can sort of mix those kind of grooves up. You know, learn a few of those, learn a few chords that you can play instead of those those riffs because not all of the time you won't be soloing, right? And, um, you know, one of the – we did a – I think we spoke about this on a podcast, Ryan, at one point, like uh, 
you sort of got to give the vocalists room to move whoever's singing and leading yeah. the set so don't don't overplay uh yeah, and absolutely yeah yeah that, that's I, I would focus on rhythm parts as well as playing you know your lead stuff is will grow over time but one of the things mm. you don't see enough of is good rhythm guitar to, mm. to compliment someone so whatever they're doing if they're doing this you should really only be doing that when uh they're playing something else or soloing then you can do the riff but otherwise you know you can play some chords or, or whatever to kind of mix it up what do you reckon yeah i i totally agree i think that's so important uh leaving space um advice for a newish guitar player i think you know i you know what you just said um about going to the jam and then not being ready i do like that as well because you know it's i've had so many times where i've gone into a musical situation and gone wow i'm crap and <laughs> <laughs> it's it's always made me go home and like and 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 sh and wooch it yeah so yeah, i same. yeah i think i think that's i think if you always put yourself in a situation where you're uncomfortable you always grow quicker that's just that's my opinion um, as far as jamming, you know, like Shane says, learn a couple of things. Like the 12 bar is a good way to start because, you know, you can't really go wrong. It's, you know, the one, four, and the five. If you don't, <laughs> what, do you, if, what do you mean start, mate? The, That's, we, we live and die by the 12 bar. <laughs> no, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, keep but, up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, and, th and that's a great thing because you can't really get lost, I don't think. You, well, I'm sure you can, but, you know, it's... There, there are points, you know, where you know, okay, you're going to the four, you're going to the five, you're going back to the one. Um, so I would say, list, number one, listen to as much. Say if you're doing blues jams, listen to as much blues as you can. Play along um, mm -hmm. to records or YouTube so you know where you are in, in the song and then go yeah. to the jam. And then, you know, I guess that way, number one, you'll always feel comfortable that, okay, you know the form, um, so it's not going to terrify you. Uh, and then, and then, yeah, you know the other things which is Shane has pointed out. You just, you know, just give a lot of space. Um, and yeah, you know, soloing it's it's going to come with with yeah, time. It. It's just all about remembering the pattern and knowing, like, if someone yeah. calls out a key, you know where where you are. Like that, that's a big part of it as well. But you know what? After I realized, I went to the jam probably for six weeks or so before I even played. I just sat, I oh, went really? every week with my gear and never got up because I, I just kept watching and sort of soaking it in and listening and trying to work out what it is I could actually do if I ever had a chance to play there. And eventually the, I knew all the guys well enough. They're like, all right, you're getting up. Like, we don't care how yeah. bad you are. Like, get up. And, you know, it was encouraging like that. And then I realized what I needed to work on, even – even just in small bits, you go, okay, well, that's the only one feel I know. It's time to try something else, you know? So you'll, yeah, yeah your growth, you, you learn so much more when you, you're thrown into that situation for the first time. You'll go, okay, now I've got some yeah. direction on what it is I need to practice. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. How about this? This is one for you, Ooh. mate. You're a, you're a Fender custom <laughs> shop, man. Fender Ultra versus a used custom shop. What's the cons consensus? saying that word. Oh, like... Always. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. 
Look, these sort of uh, questions, no. yeah, they're sort of subjective, right? I mean, like it's what you can what you can afford and justify and all the rest of that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Look, uh, I know there's a lot of a lot of people that say custom shops not as good. Um, I I I don't really know. Like a lot of the custom shops I I've owned are not the new ones, so I don't want to make a comment. Um, you know, without trying the new ones, but they're generally really good quality. Mm -hmm. The Ultra is is a great strat. You know, I've I think that was one of the first strats, or maybe my third strat. Um, so you know, it's it's if you're just looking for a good guitar, either them, either one of them will be great. If you're looking for a guitar, as far as value goes, uh, maybe the custom shops would keep their value better would you say yeah. shane yeah, yeah the ultras being you know like are, are they 90s or 80s guitars like so yeah you, know, you could argue a... that sorry, sorry yeah got... i was gonna say there is like a, a newer ultra one as well i think it was it last year i always oh, forget right. they, they release okay. stuff and then i yeah so there, there's a new one that came oh, out last it's... year which is like a hot rotted sort of strat it's a bit more like an ibanez right it's got a right. pretty flat radius as well. So, yeah. That... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I've just seen that. Yeah. I think they've reused a few of these names and stuff more than once. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't played one being a lefty, but I, I did play a custom shop guitar recently, and one was fantastic, and one, one wasn't great. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, look, it was a nice guitar visually, but... Um, I know that I'm going to look for that original 50s Strat when I can get my hands on that. That'll be the Strat I buy, which is similar to that um, tele Telecaster that I've got. Yeah. I think be the one. If, look, well, looking at that that Strat, the Ultra, I think it's it's quite a modern one, uh, like two-point trim. So it depends. Like if you, I think the custom shop guys, I'd say they like to do the, the vintage style ones. Um, so yeah. yeah, so if, if you're, you know, if you like that vintage sort of strat, then maybe that's the way to go. Um, but, uh, but I think the custom shops would be double the price of the ultra brand new anyway. Um, yeah. secondhand, yeah, it's, it's secondhand still be expensive, but yeah. I'm sitting here with my Fender Mustang on my knee. <laughs> what guitar on your laps? Oh, Fender! I'm thinking Fender Mustang amplifier on your on your oh, knee. What's going on with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I see too many of them around. You know the Mustangs at gigs or jams. Do you have? Do you see many of those, Ryan? No, I've never. I've actually never seen one live. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I have no. either. <laughs> have you played one? Uh, no. No, never. I Actually, I picked. Feel, it, was that the Kurt Cobain guitar, the the Mustang, or was oh. that a Jazz Master? I always get them confused. No, I think his was a Jaguar. Ah, okay. Yeah, Kurt then Cobain. no, I'm I'm pretty sure I haven't. <laughs> um, yeah, here we go. Talk about yeah, reusing Jaguar. names. This Fender Mustang amps and Fender Mustang guitars. That that's exactly right. Yeah, the Ultra is new. Uh, the Elite is the older models. Okay, cool, cool. All right, so we've got... Oh, I thought they had the Ultra as well. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I, I would... It does sound like something that was already out. <laughs> yeah. 
try this. So you guys definitely know your guitar stuff from head to toe, but any tips on uh, lyric writing? Currently trying to start a band, uh, but no mates yet. <laughs> Sad emoticon. Um, you got to be inspired to write music. Like, mm. you know, I don't force it anymore. Like, there's times where I'm, uh, I'm really into it, and I can write twelve songs in two or three days. Um, and other times, it's just it doesn't happen. And sometimes you also need the music before the lyrics. And sometimes you need the lyrics before any of the music. So um, there's no real process from, from my experience with it other than being motivated. That's usually enough to get something happening. If you can't think of a song concept or a hook or, or a chorus in your head or anything like that, then, then start just putting down parts and see what comes up out of it. I've written albums from lyrics first. And then albums with just um, with music first. So, yeah, it works either way. What about yourself, Ryan? I mean, you've been in original bands. What's the process uh, for you guys? To be honest, I, I, I don't think I've done any lyric writing. Okay. Um, cool, cool. But that said, I've, I've been around a, like a few, around a few guys that I think are amazing, you know, lyric writing, uh, lyric writers. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's 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 a it's a tough one. I yeah, I I wouldn't know. I should I should try it. I guess. I I do yeah, remember one tip. That... <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, I do remember one tip. Um, you know, there was a point where I, you know, thought I would try, and I was asking one of this singer um, that I was working with, and she said to me, she gave me this tip, and she said, write for the waste paper basket, mm, and yeah. I was like. What do you mean? And she's like, just write, just write stuff. Even if, you know, don't be precious about anything, just write and you'll get better the more you write. So write for the waste paper basket, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, um, and I always thought, you know, that's a great way to look at stuff. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, it is a bit of a practice thing too. And I think when you're on a roll with it, once you get something happening, it's really easy to keep going. Um, you'd be surprised. One thing that I always look for, is things people say or, or phrases that I instantly go, ah, there's a song by Dr. John and he, he's jamming on the piano and he said one line called, you know, it's a vulture culture, right? Just in the middle of the, it wasn't the hook, it wasn't, it was just one line out of all these other lines. I'm like, that's such a great line. That wrote a song, I wrote a song around mm. that concept because I was like, oh, I can, I can come up with so many things that make sense in that context. So, yeah, I always... I, yeah, I don't force it anymore, but you gotta, you've just got to be aware of what's going on and what people say because sometimes something can trigger an idea and then that's the time to even scribble down a, one line and come back to it later because that's sometimes all it takes. And don't be embarrassed by it either. Just just start. I was embarrassed by my songs when I first started. I was like, oh, these are so bad. No one wants to hear this. And they probably still don't, but, it, um, <laughs> you know, you kind of get better at it over time. Or you, you make it more relatable over time. That was the idea of that of my last album was to try to make it more relatable than prior ones that were all kind yeah. of like things that were going on in my life, I guess. Yeah. A lot of great questions. Yeah, feel free to um, jump in, man, and, and uh, cut me off anytime I'm waffling. What's this one? <laughs> I love <laughs> um, I love my CS Stratocaster after playing it. Uh, after playing it, after playing it, after being 
in the case for months. I fell in love with it again. I could sell all my other guitars. <laughs> there you go. Just have this and the V. Do you have a flying V, Ryan? Have you played one before? Uh, I've played I've played a few before. I've always wanted one, but I've I don't think I've found I don't think I've found my V yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the one you have is great. It sounds amazing. Oh, thanks, man. It's so yeah, good. I love it. it. So it's good. just something different. Yeah, sometimes you yeah, don't want to play it sitting great. down. It's good. No, <laughs> it looks so good though. But you don't want to be sitting down playing that. You want to, you know, you want to have it strapped really low with your shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember the first time I took that out to the jam, everyone was like, people that weren't musos were like, what's this guy going to play? <laughs> like, such a random guitar. Like you, most people who would see a Strat or a Les Paul kind of would know they've seen someone play one before. But Flying yeah. V, they're like, is this going to be metal? Like, that's the most, <laughs> what most people think straight away. Yeah, oh, no, the one you have is great. What do you think of Epiphone's new guitars? I think they're called Gibson Inspired. I think they look great from what I've seen. So mm. I, I bought that uh, guitar that's behind me somewhere over here. The uh, Let me change cameras. That one there uh, a little while back, uh, the Gibson. And Epiphone released their version about a week after I got that. And I couldn't tell the difference visually. <laughs> what I could see in the photos. It's like, dude was holding them up on, a, on an Instagram photo next to each other. I was like, I had no idea which one's which. So they look pretty cool. I, I think Epiphone's a good value. I have no problems yeah. with them. Yeah. My first real guitar was an Epiphone Les Paul. Cool. Um, yeah. My first real, you know. I wanted Les Paul, like, you know, I wanted to be Slash. Did you get um, the Slash color or did you get the... Um... I got the Slash color, yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. It was like 500 bucks and, you know, <laughs> yeah. my dad was so awesome and he bought it for me and, um, yeah, my first real guitar. That's good. Oh, yeah, they're good guitars. I guess we can expect about 39 albums next year about <laughs> lockdowns and viruses. Well, yeah, you know, th these times uh, keep people... Get people creative. You know what's funny? Like yeah. they're selling a lot of art, like art supplies and, you know, people are painting. I follow mm -hmm. Sylvester Stallone on Instagram. And he's he's like, I'm starting to paint because <laughs> why not? He, he's just having yeah. fun. Yeah. It's like, oh, this he's, is this is the creative he's a funny. He's a funny, he's a pretty funny guy, right? Like it's. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a, a character and a half, man. Yeah. 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 And yeah. him and his daughters. Yeah. Oh, they all yeah. look so similar to him too. Hey, they've all got they that. Do, you can yeah. spot it a mile away. It's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I love following Stallone. He's he's just hilarious. All right, I'll give a few shout outs here. We've got Todd Flowers. Welcome, mate. He says how? Todd. Maybe that's maybe that's supposed to say hi. I'm not too <laughs> sure, but how to you too. Uh Let's uh, scroll down here. Here's an interesting question Ooh, from yeah. uh, Yusef. What do you think of George Harrison's guitar playing? Do you want to go first or do you, you know much about his stuff? I, I actually yeah, like I, George Harrison. I, yeah. I think he's a pretty solid guitarist, but he's a great songwriter, great singer. Um, mm. One of my favorite early inspirations was George Harrison. Not but yeah. like when I was probably eight or nine years old, I bought one of his, or I was, you know, my parents got me a, one of his cassette tapes, Cloud Nine. Uh, 
the song was uh, I got my mindset on yeah. you. You know, remember that? Yeah. I, I <laughs> yeah. love I didn't know he was a Beatle, ex-Beatle or anything, so I had no idea. But um, from some of the live stuff I've seen of what he does, he's, he's fine. There's a really great clip of him playing with um, the dude that wrote most of Elvis's songs, who I can't think of his, his name off the top of my head. Uh, Carl Perkins. Is it Carl Perkins? Oh, yeah. And, man, George Harrison and him are both killing it. So, hmm. yeah, I, I think he's, he's pretty solid. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, the cool thing about the Beatles, right, the, the guys from the Beatles is they're so underrated. Um, I was watching this drum, this this great drummer talk about Ringo Starr. And, you know, he did, he started off, he's like, okay, I'm going to play this song. And this is how Ringo played it. And it was, you know, really simple. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, this is how, you know, but this is how, Instagram would want me to play it. and he, he chopped out and he's like, it doesn't fit. And he's like, no. and that's the beautiful thing about Ringo. Like he plays exactly what's needed for the song. And I think George was the same. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, the Beatles have to have to be, you know, one of the, the world's, you know, most loved bands and oh, easily. Um, yeah. I think yeah. one of the most well sold bands all the time. too. Yeah. Apparently. And I don't know why George Harrison isn't looked upon, you know, as a guitar hero like Eric Clapton mm-hmm. or, but for me he is like he's 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 amazing like the stuff that he wrote, and you know to have that career with the Beatles and then come up and do his solo stuff and, you know, still be still, like write hits. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. We've got a super chat here from Guitar Journey. Uh, wow, thank you, mate. Uh, 50 NOK, which oh, thank you. might be, I don't know what currency that is, but uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, uh, love the content. Got a quick question when it comes to songwriting. Do you start with the music first and then the lyrics or lyrics first? I hope uh, you didn't ask this right like right after we, we kind of covered this a few minutes ago, but um, it can inspiration can work both ways, man. So... For me personally, mm. I've written lyrics just in a notepad on the computer or, or on a physical notepad and come up with the chords after. And sometimes I'm listening to, like my last album, I was listening to a lot of JJ Kale and I put a lot of parts down and then that the creativity came up out of that uh, lyrically. So um, try them both or yes is the right answer. <laughs> yeah, there's like no wrong, no, no wrong way to do it. But lyrics can come from just hearing a vibe of something you start to hum something to yourself or mm. um i always love watching people's creative process uh, and this was uh like i don't know if you've ever seen that herbie hancock and john mayer in the studio oh, possibilities uh yeah yeah there's this yeah. great oh, groove man. mayer's playing they all start yeah. chopping out and fill, filling in the groove and they've got willie yeah. weeks on bass and it's great and then uh, all of a sudden he starts humming some ideas and it became the mm. hook you know that melody was he wrote the words around the around one yeah. simple idea that um pino said to him you know uh locked up or whatever he goes yeah, i didn't know up. what that meant Stitch up. yeah that's it yeah yeah not locked okay. up that'd be some prison song but yeah yeah <laughs> that's all so, we're doing uh, right now locked up that that process is unreal like just yeah yeah just try everything to get yourself going and then you'll develop more confidence with it as you go 
I mean, I'm not, yeah. I wouldn't even consider myself that musical of a person, but I, over the years I've learned to just either trust my instincts with writing something. And then, you know, it's always good to keep it for a while if you don't use it straight away, because you might come back to it later on and go, you know what, this is actually pretty cool. Let's fix it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, uh, as far as writing, I, I think of the vibe, like that's, that's the most important thing for me. So what I mean by that is, you know, I might even, and I think John Mayer does this, like he'll get, you know, a bunch of like effects and he'll play around and I'll do the same. Like, yeah, a, yeah. I, I'll, you know, have like a harmony pedal or like a, a, like an octave pedal. Like I'll just, I'll, or like a trem pedal with nice reverb. Um, for me, it's the vibe. And then I'll try and fish out chords to go with that vibe, if that makes sense. Yep. Uh, yeah. That's how that's how I approach writing. Yep. No, that's it. And yeah, like I always, I had a riff that I just was really a really simple riff that I managed to turn into a song, um, just by, um, just by persistence. I liked it so much as well, you know. And you you can mm. turn a little idea into something that really works. Yeah. Um, I'm new to this uh, this. Streamyard thing. I hope I haven't missed any other super chats. Let me just scroll back up. It looks doesn't highlight them in a way which is obvious. All right, we do have one more here, um, and I'll get back to everyone else's questions. Oh, it's on screen already. Must have clicked it by accident. Uh, bought an Empress uh, Echo System delay pedal. Plugged it in and inspired me to play something different. Uh, don't you love that kind of thing? That's how effects should be. They should inspire yeah. you to play. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly what I was just saying before, mm -hmm. you know, like with the vibe thing, like, um, yeah, delay pedals are great. Love the, I love my, my favorite delay pedals are Strymon Timeline. Um, I've got a H9 Eventide. Oh, that's, yeah. Um, that's great. That's so good. Um, and what else is, have you, do you know that blue pedal that Rick has? It's from TC, TC Electronic one. Yeah, the flashback. Yeah, delay, I think that's called. Yeah, the flashback. Yeah. yeah. So I've got I've I bought the the mini ones, and yeah, I really like them as well. Yeah, I haven't tried any of the the small. I I have never actually owned one, but I, I have seen his hmm. uh, his flashback. You can like program other. Is that yeah? Those? Yeah, you can program other delays yeah. in it. That, that's cool. And you can you can you can download or upload profiles into the pedal through your pickups so through the speaker of your phone have you seen that the no. one, how they do that it's crazy so it's like it's kind of like the Kemper thing right it's the phone if you choose a profile that you like yeah and you put it to the pickups of your guitar it will send the signal to the delay pedal and load that that profile wow that's insane. It's, it's insane. It's insane. Far out. I, I, I don't know much about that stuff. So far out. That's cool. Uh, here's, here's a good one for you. Um, Mute the Bozo says, uh, someone told me to write about things I like. I ended up writing way too many songs about boobs. There we go. <laughs> you and I. You and I, mate. All right. Let me scroll down here. Oh, let's scroll up. Let's see. I hang my thumb Hendrix style. Uh, once you get used to it, you won't play any other way. I, I yeah. think it's dependent also on how big your hands are. 
and how big the guitar neck is. And like, um, you know, we've got a few friends that have really small hands and they, they just can't do that, you know. So, it, uh, yeah, if you can get away with it, it's it definitely puts less tension than playing full bar chords with your index finger straight, mm. in my experience, I don't know. Oh, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And just gives it just frees up the other fingers to do other things as well. Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, swiping right on Tinder while you're playing. Ha! <laughs> uh, JC40 would be better than the Fender Champion 100. Uh, is that the Roland one? Yeah, I think that's what that is. Yeah. They're, they're cool little lamps. They're loud little amps too, and they've got a big yeah. sound about them. They're probably more gig, more robust than a, a Fender Champion. Yeah, in my opinion, like Fender Champs are sort of like they they're good sounding amps, but JC for any of the jazz, Roland Jazz Chorus stuff will last you thirty years. I don't know if a Champion One Hundred is going to last you thirty years. Uh, I played a, a Jazz Chorus in San Fran last time I was there. My friend Ed's. I was shocked at how loud it was. I had two small maybe 10 inch speakers or 8 inch speakers in there thing was like it was loud <laughs> it was pretty yeah. cool have you tried uh the jazz chorus stuff before dude i love jazz choruses yeah uh, i think the first time i played one was at um at university uh there was you know the the university had bought jazz choruses for all the all the um all the practice rooms and i remember putting through a drive pedal through it and going like, wow, this is actually, this is really good. Yeah. I'd probably buy one, you know, at some point. Yeah, they're cool. Um, because they're very cheap and they're loud, they're clean. Um, they're great for pedals. Yeah. And I'll go as far as to say that maybe they were made for pedals because Boss, Roland, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, their stuff's um, pretty indestructible. You know, like they, they yeah. make good stuff. And, you know, one of the greatest blues players of all time, that was his amp of choice, Mr. Albert King. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I did not so that, know that. That was his amp of choice. I, I'm surprised you didn't comment on something behind me here, Ryan. I, I thought your eagle eye of uh, guitar um, gear, uh, snobbery is not the right word I'm looking for here. <laughs> no, snobbery yeah. is the right like, word. Uh, let me just let me just go back to this camera up. for a second. Yeah, let's do, pull do, it up. Do you see what? Uh, do you know what this is? Oh no! What is that? All right, I'll go. I'll grab it. I'll grab it. Hang on. I'll <laughs> change cameras for a sec. Great! It's a surprise. All right. Now this is one of the most i most hard to find slash over. Sorry, I just cut myself off. This is one of the most overly expensive things you can find online right now, and this is in 100% mint condition. So, let's uh, let's change the view here. Actually, I'll leave it on this so I can show you first. But whoa! Oh wow! So this is one of those Shin Shinae Shinae Yeah. Yeah. This is the companion. Wow. It's got a. It's got direct. I don't know. I guess that's clean. Um, mood, mood and fuzz and fuzz. So I think the mood is more like a chorus. It, and yeah. You've got a fuzz controls, tremolo, vibrato and chorus. Possibly. You know, I haven't plugged this in yet. Dave K, who we both know from the jam, 
He yeah. lent me this before the jam, before all this stuff mm -hmm. happened, and it looks like I'll have it for a while now. So, uh, yeah, this, these are like um, pretty hard to find. These things, man. They're um, yeah. There's one on Reverb wow. for twenty five hundred US dollars, Shit. or twenty three or something crazy. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait to try this out. It came yeah, with it. Um, aren't they the guys that made the original Univibe for Hendrix? Yeah. Was yeah. it? Was this it is them? this is. This is one of the the most sort of sought after all in one effects wow. units. Oh, of course, so I've been told anyway. <laughs> yeah, you know he bought it. He, he bought it when it was just another piece of gear, yeah. a couple of like a hundred bucks or a couple of hundred bucks, <laughs> oh, no and he's way. had it just sitting there for forever. Yeah, it's it's just in perfect condition as well. So I'll make sure. Dave, I, if, sorry, go ahead. If if Dave's watching, um, can you send your sixty five? Deluxe reverb over, please. <laughs> yeah, Dave's got some great stuff, man. It's yeah. uh, it's crazy. It's, yeah, he's he's always getting. You know, I don't know if I told you this or not, but I, I tried an amp a while back that blew me away, man. You know, I, I've always had this sort of love hate thing with um, boogies, like Mesa boogie oh, amps yeah. or Mesa yeah. boogie if you're from overseas. Um, the drive channels are generally great, but the clean channels always sound a bit. A bit bland hmm. a lot of the time they're kind of like they're good but they're not fender nice hmm. i played one of those californian tweed amps uh have you ever tried one of those the the no. white amps with the so there are i think a 35 or 40 watt amp that you can kind of switch down all the way back down to 10 watts like it's got a oh, proper wow. a power attenuator on the front the clean channel is the best clean channel i've ever heard oh wow it, it's just like Where's this thing been? It is unreal. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I wondered if you tried one because they're they're really cool. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll bring them up here. I'll show you what they look like. I'll show everyone else too. Uh, there's a boogie California tweed. Yeah, here they are. Th these amps are like unbelievably good. So. Wow. Uh, they're yeah, good. they're the real deal, man. This, this was the one I tried here. So it's got, um, yeah, you can see over here on the right hand side. I don't know if we can see that on the stream or not, but on the right hand side is the LED light. There's a or the whatever that light's called, standby light. Um, it's got a power attenuator on there as well, and it is every bit as good as the best Fender I've ever played. A single twelve. It's got, it doesn't sound like your regular sort of clinically clean um, boogie sound. It's got a very big, thick round sound. I reckon you'd love this thing, man. It's just, it's just ridiculously expensive. But I, I did a guitar set Saturday at the New Billy Heights. Mm -hmm. And um, they had that there. And it was just, it was stunningly good. It was really, really good. I'm going to go check was, that out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it sounds beautiful. It's really cool. Well, it looks like we've got another super chat here. Let me scroll down here. Uh, this is from John. Thank you for the super chat, mate. I appreciate that. It says, George Harrison was so useful to the Beatles beyond his playing. A peacemaker, a ranger. Uh, what indirect skills do you think are most important? I, I almost hmm. think, yeah, I mean, patience is probably a good thing if you're in a band. And being, and being yeah. flexible. I think... The older people get, the less flexible they are when it comes to creative 
things if yeah. they've not been doing it for a long time. So that's probably not the right way of explaining it. But you know, we've yeah, seen no, we I see guys, agree. yeah, we see guys at jams that can't can't at all like improv with the moment. They just they're in their ways, you know. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess. I mean, their musicality was also high too, so they could. Yeah, I don't know. That's a hard, hard question to answer. It's a really. hard question. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I think, for me, being. Um, what's that word? Oh man, the word escapes. Tall, me. tall, <laughs> tall and dark. <laughs> Not handsome. Um, being dependable is, you know. Mm. Um, is very important, you know, just being there. And when, um, ha Shane, has that ever happened to you where you've booked a gig and someone's not shown up? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, really? It has happened. Yeah, it has. Or oh, they turned up a set late, oh, which was brutal. Geez. So it's like yeah. bass player one time didn't show. And that oh, sucks, wow. man, especially as, as a blues band. It just doesn't work. And there's been times where, certain drummers I've worked with were always on the cusp of being late and it would stress yeah. everybody out like five yeah, minutes yeah. to start and they're, they're not there. It's like, oh, yeah. it's like, no, I'll be there in a minute. I'll be there in a minute. It's like, oh, we're going to yeah. be late. Yeah I, yeah. yeah. I can't stand that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. For me, that's, that's so important, you know, like, um, um, and, and also one of my pet peeves is when, um, you get somebody who doesn't learn the tunes Oh yeah, there they go. That's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, that's really. Here's a funny. Here's a story, right? Like I, there's one of my favorite guitar players, Australian guitar players, Marcel Yamuni. Um, you guys need to look look him up. I'm sure he's on YouTube, and just amazing guitar player, amazing producer, plays bass, amazing bass player, amazing drummer. Um, I was I was just talking to him one day, and he was talking about this gig that he just got. And he was just telling me, like, he was just talking about how much he, he was talk, talking about his practice regime for it. Like, he'll take two weeks off, you know, learn all the songs, relearn them, hmm. change the, you know, change the keys so he knows it in and out. And I was just like, wow, you're, you know, one of the most amazing guitar players I know. You've got an amazing ear and you're so hardworking. And um, it just, you know, just put a new perspective on, on you know, because I've, I've done that. I've done, like, you know, I've gone to gigs going like, oh, I know, I know it. I know. And I, you know, <laughs> yeah, I make yeah. sure I, no, I, I say that, but I, I do know the tunes, but I, you know, and then somebody like him, you know, and no wonder he gets all the, like, the great big and the big gigs, you know, the, yeah, um, yeah. because, you know, how much effort he puts into it. I know certain bass players who um, will spend they can learn 20 songs in a week just through wow. hard work they'll chart it as well but they, they make sure that they're ready and they're the guys that are yeah. playing with everybody so yeah, yeah it's, there's something it. to be said for putting in the time yeah absolutely putting the time you gotta robert bolognese says what about a hot rod deluxe i think that might have been in in context to that um boogie i was showing before i, I think the mm. the boogie actually sounds the clean channel is easily as good <laughs> so uh it, or, or nicer in some ways too so it's just a bit different but hot rod i love hot rod deluxe sounds 
If, every time I've had one of those as a backline amp, like pedals done. <laughs> I don't even have to think twice about it. Yeah, pretty cool. I did you didn't you used to own one? Yeah, I, I had a few, man. I, yeah, I, I had two, yeah. yeah, I've had three three hot rod deluxes and two Deville's. Yeah. They're oh, great right. amps. Yeah, yeah, they're, really yeah, they're cool. great amps. I had a white one, the White Lightning, I think they called it. Yeah, I had one of those as well. Yeah, with oh, the Celestian G vintage. Yeah, I took that speaker out. Yeah, you didn't like it? That, yeah, that yeah, one. okay. I didn't like the speaker. It was, I don't know. I put a two rock speaker in there, and I thought oh, it just yeah, made a difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, just beefier. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had the white lightning, and I had a, I had a, a another color as well. Uh, the hot rod. I had that. I had the blues deluxe. I think it was just a black one, actually, like just a bog yeah. standard black one. Yeah, but they're great uh, amps, you know. Rummy's funding your. Your next guitar says Ryan by a Fender Elite <laughs> Tele or oh no, he says uh, Ryan. Uh, should I get a, a Fender Elite Tele or uh, upgrade Tele standard? Upgrade standard. Um, you know, my best advice is to play. Just go in the store and just play them both. Really, I think. Also, just think about what kind of specs you want. Um, that's I. I. It's been a while since I've bought a guitar based on specs. I usually buy guitars based on how they feel, you know, if they inspire me, you know, if they make me play a certain way that, um, or, you know, I'll play something and I'll go, oh, wow, this is, you know, this is making me feel a certain way. Um, that's how I would go about buying guitars. So my advice to you, Rumi, is to just go down and find a store that has them both or find a couple of stores that, you know, have, um, I think uh, Rick does this, right? Rick, he he plays a guitar. He goes in a guitar store. He plays <laughs> them all. He plays plays them for hours. Yeah, and I, I think that's the best way to do it. You know, just going. Yeah, play. yeah, absolutely. I I think you're um yeah buying a guitar based on on specs doesn't make sense to me either because I always have these preconceived notions about what I love. I've said this a million times on the channel, but. Sometimes you just you pick up an instrument and you go, oh, this is great. Oh, it's got a completely different this or that than what I'm used to, but it works, you know. So, um, yeah, playing both and, yeah, that's that's it. Absolutely. Yeah. i got nothing more to add. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, we've got Neil here as well. Here he is. Pops. Hey, mate, hey. better late than never. Thanks, ah. mate. How are you, Pops? He's... Uh, Probably doing what the rest of us are doing, sitting around getting fat. <laughs> All this lockdown. Yeah, here we go. It's a good uh, comment here from John. He says, yeah, uh, yeah. rehearsal is not yeah. practice. You know, and the jam night should be a, a musical experience more than it is a, a practice room, you know, as yeah. well. Like there's some guys, some drummers we might allegedly know from certain jams that don't practice during the week. They only mm. practice at the jam. And, you know, fair enough. Some people can only do that as well. But um, mm. you, you gotta you got to put a little bit of time in outside of that yeah. <laughs> one time. Yeah. Some of my best, mo like my favorite moments um, in a jam is where everyone knows the song so well yeah. that they just take it somewhere else. Yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah, everyone's just really free to, you know, do That's just the best. Um and you and you will not do that if you don't know the song. No, no, you're right. 
bit like yeah. the Russian disco. That, that's always <laughs> everyone knows that song so well. <laughs> that's but a bit no of an in joke for it. the jammers here. There's probably three of us in the in the chat in the watching this that will know what that means. <laughs> Napalm says, uh, "Oh man, you're live! Thank goodness something to take the mind off the lockdown." That's kind of what we're. I've been doing a lot more live streaming lately, and just keep myself preoccupied and keeping everyone else, I guess, preoccupied as well. And I've been spending a lot of time, as I mentioned earlier, time, as I mentioned earlier, at the start of the stream, like watching other live streams, just sort of, um, you know, hearing it or, yeah, it's good. It's good. Usually there's so many more live streams right now that uh, nearly every audio video place is sold out of like the stuff you need to stream. It's all yeah. back ordered for like a month. That's everybody's doing it, you know, like it. Uh, hmm. I think we're doing it because it's, yeah, I, it's either I, I'm doing something like this and there's uh, probably 100 people. I haven't seen how many people are here, 84 people here. Um, or, uh, yeah, I'm just part of the YouTube community when I'm when I'm not making a video or whatever. So it, it's good for me too to do it. Um, what do we got? Australia's most amazing blues guitarist has to be Chris Finnan. Hmm. I don't know who that is, but um, no, I'll check I it out. I highly recommend Ray Beetle. I, I don't think I've wow. heard anyone better than him, in my oh, opinion. Dude. I mean, there's different players out there, but Ray is a freak. Yeah, he's got it all, man. He is. Yeah, but I guess uh, look up Chris Chris Finnan. Okay, look him up. Mm. I'm terrible with names. Odds are I've probably even seen his face somewhere, but let's have a look. He's from Adelaide. Okay. Well, he's an older guy. All right, cool. Where's Chris uh, Ray Beetle from? Adelaide, right? Oh, no. Uh, Maybe he's from Sydney. Yeah, Sydney. he's a Sydney oh, okay. guy. But he, um, yeah. He goes he everywhere, though. Yeah. yeah. He does. Yeah. He is. What a dude. Uh, what do you think of the, how do you say that, Dynasonic TV Jones pickups? Yeah, I've never really had a set of proper TV Jones pickups before, so. Yeah, have you had much experience yeah. with them, Ryan? Yeah, I've, yeah, I've got um, I've got a few Gretsch guitars, and they're great. Um, cool. yeah, I love the Gretsch guitars. Talk about a guitar that makes you play differently and makes you feel, you know, different. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. um, yeah, the, how they how how they feedback and how they sound. It's yeah, it's awesome. I tell you what, mate, have you got your um? Are you able to have you got your your guitar handy? Are you able to plug in at all? Yeah, or is it, I, I, I wasn't sure if you uh, we didn't speak about it earlier, but I just thought uh, I wondered whether or not because everyone sort of says, "Oh, can you guys have a jam on these things?" Right, but I think the problem we have from from our side it could just be me, but if we both talk at the same time, we kind of it sounds to me like we lose the audio. Like, it, just start talking, Ryan. Just say anything. Does it work okay. if you're to so uh, just keep talking. I can hear you actually, uh, so it's working. I can hear you as well. Maybe maybe we should give that a shot. Let's let's maybe try that. We'll have a jam. I'll let Ryan shred for a while. <laughs> uh, I bought Phil Manning's old Randall. That's my first amp more than thirty years ago. Well, he's still going, man. Far out. Awesome stuff. Yeah, he's a Melbourne guy. I think he's a Melbourne guy. Yeah, he's a Melbourne guy. Uh is there a Melbourne blues guitar player that you know made you go, "Oh my god, 
in terms of just being great. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, blue, like, yeah, blue. the first guys I met, I, I pretty much hit the jackpot. Like, you know, there was mm. one guy, Dean Haitani, who was like the biggest influence early on for me. He was, he's still a great player. He's moved to, I think he's near Sydney or in the middle of sort of on the border between, uh, Victoria, like on the Victorian border. Like he's a he's a half Japanese guy, half German or something mm. like that. And dude, can, he's just got a feel like nobody else, and probably the best singer out of all of the guys I know. Like he's oh, wow. he's on a whole other level. And then I met Brian. <laughs> Brian's yeah. just like oh, you know, twenty years I've known him, and he still surprises me. Yeah, he just doesn't ever sound repetitive. He's got he's a few things that will hit from time to time, but yeah, he Brian's like the he's he's a freak. He just yeah. never gets – he just never gets sort of – like I think the last time we jammed with him, he hadn't played for over two months because of his arm. <laughs> oh, really? He couldn't tell. Yeah. God damn it, Brian. <laughs> um, yeah, he's, he was, he's one guy that I would say I, – I think for me, the two guys, the Melbourne guys, um, I'd say Dr. Rick and Yeah, and Rick, Brian. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Brian's – you know, he's just got this crazy voice. Yeah, and, it's great. And, yeah, and his playing is so it's so different mm. um, from you know all the other you know just yeah all the other and and I'm sure it's because he plays saxophone, but it's it's beautiful beautiful player yeah. beautiful singer, and so it's Rick like you know as far as intensity and um, keeping truth to the music, you can't beat Rick. Yeah, he's got yeah, he's he's yeah. gifted guy, no doubt about that. Yeah, he's a different he's a different player to um, Brian. Brian's yeah. a lot more in the moment. Like Rick's a bit more like a because he's got that photographic memory thing that he, he uses very well to his advantage. <laughs> he um he can recall just so much great stuff. But I don't, you know the difference between him and Brian, and this this isn't a criticism of Rick or or, or of Brian is, I feel like Brian is more unpredictable. Mm. But Rick's nailed whatever he wants to play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's got, it yeah. doesn't ever, oh, yeah. Rick doesn't sound that repetitive either. I'm not saying yeah. he is, but he's got so much stuff. But, but yeah. Brian, even all these years later, he, he always, he, he always surprises me. But Rick's, Rick's yeah. fluidity has gone off the charts the last sort of two years. He's, yeah, he's, he's better now than he was. And he was still great. Like when I met him, but yeah. he, he seems more, um, he can play a lot quicker and a lot more fluid mm. without kind of getting stuck. Um, whereas he was more sort of a Fraser back when I met him. So yeah, he's definitely yeah. he's definitely added more stuff to his bag. No, no doubt about it. Yeah, I I, I love Rick um, for this one thing. Well, I love Rick for a lot of reasons, but there's this one thing that I love him for is we were playing a jam. We were at a you know the the jam that we go to. And I yeah. think there was three of us there, and Rick's just ripping it. <laughs> yeah, he always digs in. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. digs in, and it's like the, you know, he just played this most, the most amazing solo, and it was three, it was three of us. <laughs> yeah, including the barman. No, I give and that to Rick as well. He he goes for it yeah, every time. He goes yeah, for it every time, and doesn't he skill. doesn't hold back, and and 
And I've learned that from him because I've gone, you know, like, you know, sometimes you play like a cover geek and you're like, ah, can't be bothered doing this. But then you see Rick do that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, that's it. No, absolutely. Holy crap. We got uh, another super chat here from Guitar Journey. Oh, wow. Uh, thank you, mate. I appreciate this. Hopefully, this is probably like three dollars Australian. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm just being silly. So, thank you, mate. I appreciate the. Uh, I'm sorry, it's not a musical question, but do you have any tips on someone thinks of maybe moving to Australia from Europe one day? Um, also, oh. is there any great rock scene there? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're the you're the guy that to and not to throw this on you ryan but you moved here from somewhere else so what, what's mm. your thoughts um my first tip is stop spending all your money with um super chats if you want to move <laughs> over here. yeah there you go <laughs> no but yeah dude i so i lived and grew up in singapore and you know played music there for so long and then came to australia because i wanted to study music in melbourne um because there was an amazing jazz piano jazz pianist um who was the head of monash uh music at that time so he was the reason i came over and you know the plan was to kind of just you know do my degree and then go back to singapore but the music scene in australia is is great i'm sure you know some people will 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 feel otherwise but i i I think it's I think it's great. Like it's um uh yeah, I so tips. Um I think you really gotta you really gotta decide why you wanna move over here because it's not just it can't be just about the music. Um mm. and if if you want my opinion, I don't know if you can do this, but if come over for three months, you know, bring your guitar. Um, make a few friends on, online and, you know, just move over here for three months just to give it a go, just so you can, you know, check out the scene. Because yeah. uh, there is a big music scene in Australia, for sure. Um, will you make money? Yeah, it kind of it depends, um, you know. And I was uh, just going to add to, like, friends. Uh, rock music's probably the go-to pub music here or, or you know, like our yeah. bars or pubs. So. You yeah. won't have any shortage of that if that's if that's what you want to do. There, there's there's more of that than blues, for example. So, yeah. I just yeah, realised that's sure. Norwegian Krona too. So thank you, man. I, I appreciate that. Um, that's like ten thousand dollars. He might he might want to move because it doesn't get well. It doesn't snow for six months a year. <laughs> Here, it just doesn't snow where we live. So, uh, yeah. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Was there something else you were going to throw in there? Uh, oh no! I was going to say um, I've got friends who play rock music for a living, so mm-hmm. you, you can you can do it. For sure. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks again, Guitar Journey. I appreciate that, mate. I hope it goes well if you do move out here, and if you move to yeah. Melbourne, we'll go jamming. <laughs> uh, let's let's try a couple more. How long we've been? Go- oh, it's already over an hour. Sorry, Ryan. Are we oh, good wow. to do a little no, bit man, more? I'm good. Yeah, cool. Are you good? All right, we'll do another 15, 20 minutes or something and then uh, see how we go after that. John says, do you or Ryan ever just get totally lost in music like you were completely on remote control and get to the end of a lead break and go, <laughs> crap, where did that come from? Um, uh, yeah. Uh, can I answer for you? 
Yeah, Shane does. <laughs> Shane, Shane definitely does. I've seen you do that, you know, almost yep. weekly. Yeah, I think it's I think it's inherent of both of us too, like depending on what, what's going on around us. Yeah. There's times where we get to the end of the solo and go, everything was just bad. <laughs> There's plenty of that too, but we get yeah. when, when the music's good, it makes it a lot easier. Um, yeah. And if the band are kind of escalating with you and, yeah, we've all done that. Ryan, myself, Rick, everybody, mm. everybody. Even Neil, who's in here too, who, we call him Angry Pops sometimes because yeah. he gets fired <laughs> up and he, he rips into it. So, um, yeah, and that's the best thing about music. I think the best thing about it is when you when you keep playing and you're practicing a lot you get out and play live and you're comfortable with it if you can turn off the part of your brain that's thinking about it more than just feeling it, it, it you can hit that spot a lot more so yeah uh, let me just scroll down here i got a mustang gt even though shane told us not to buy one. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, look you know I had I had high expectations being like the ambassador of the the old one, the unofficial amb ambassador of the older model. Actually, I think I bought that from one of them from you at one point. Did I, Ryan from Cranbourne? Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, I think so. Like the the two by twelve one. The yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, can you tell everyone that story about the Mustang and the Bluetooth and Rick? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if I spoke about that on a stream or not. So when, uh, yeah, Doctor Rick had his had his Mustang. What was it? The GT two hundred, the the large one, and uh, he had it all set up with with Bluetooth uh, connectivity and uh, whatever else. And I hacked his amp at the at the jam, so it, w it went from sounding like a blues gig. And I set it to the one that sounded like Barracuda. It was all flanger yeah. and high distortion. <laughs> and then started playing it. <laughs> it was so yeah, good. they locked that down on the on one of the firmware upgrades, so you couldn't you couldn't do that. They they locked it somehow from just public so access. Good. You it see anyone so with funny. a you see anyone with a Fender Mustang GT to gig? Break, download the app and see if you can get into it. It was it's, it was that simple. Connect done. Let's let's mess with it. It's so funny. <laughs> I think every people were like, "What? What was happening?" And then Rick was—I think it was mid-solo as well. Oh yeah, yeah. It was, and then he it was started playing brutal. Barracuda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that—that that was just a huge. How could they? I guess. Well, maybe they. It was an oversight, but that's one of those funny oversights yeah. you'd think would be locked down, but. Uh... <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite guitar player currently, mate? Maybe, oh. Or of all time? Uh, current? Oh, oh, it's hard to say. I've got three favorite guitar players. Mm -hmm. um, Robin Ford. Yep. Michael Landau. And Tom Bukovac, um, who's a session that. guy. Cool. Uh, you got to check him out. Like, if you don't know Tom Bukovac, um, check him out. It's just, just, you know some of the most beautiful, like if you talk about a guy who plays guitar and, and makes music, Tom, mm -hmm. Tom Bouvac is, is the dude. Like he just, cool. everything he plays is just so musical. Uh, what about your, your guys? Yeah. I sort of go through phases with who I'm listening to the most. I, I would say Chris Kane is still my favorite blues guy right now. Oh, um, yeah. Just good vocal. He's 
he's got it all. I really love Mark Knopfler as an all-time yeah. favorite as well. I, I love a lot of his approach and his tone and um, just the whole vibe. And, you know, Eric and BB, uh, Eric and Albert King have always been like my two blues guys. Um, mm. But, yeah, I would say Chris Kane currently is, is my favorite right now. Oh, yeah. Mm. All right, let me go through the chat here. Let's see what else we got. Um, Shane, you are the, the GOTO for Mustang, or the go-to for Mustang. So, uh, Ryan, if you need to come back, mate, go for it. I, I, yeah, I'll be right back. Cool, man. Um, what I'm working on right now, I put up a couple of public posts about getting the archive of the Fender Fuse site. So I got all the presets you could ever get from there since it started, thanks to everybody. One guy sent me like 8,000 patches. I'll do a video about it at some point, just sharing it with everybody and the link for the download. So I uh, have all the downloads, including the software, all 41 of my custom patches, the 50 or 48 presets that came with the amp, in case anyone wants those, plus all of the other ones. So they're all there. And I'll, I'll try and put them into a big... Um, uh, I've, I've actually, I've already started working on the, the website link. It'll be a page. You can just, it's free to download, no subscriptions. You can literally just download all the, all the software that you need So uh, and all the patches. So it's been great. So thank you so much. If anyone's watching who sent an email through, I must have got 40 or 50 emails within minutes with everything that I could have asked for. So yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. Ryan, I'll just be uh, back in a sec. Uh, Hey, thanks, Guitar Journey. I appreciate that, mate. Uh, take it easy. Thanks again for the support on the channel. I appreciate it. I know Ryan does as well, so th thank you. Thanks. I've got you muted, Ryan, so let me let me sort this out. There we go. Hey, guys, back. Sorry. Uh, so uh, John says, if you have the Mustang stuff, please post it. Yeah, I'll be putting it up on my website at guitarpedaldemos.com. There'll be a page link there within the next few days. I'll... I'll post something on my YouTube feed as well so you can stay informed of that. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, I managed to score all, all of the Mustang patches from the old website that they discontinued. It sucks that they did that. I'm kind of a little disappointed Fender just pulled it without oh. giving everyone a bit of heads up or an email saying, hey, we're discontinuing this. Uh, yeah. Fender answers to nobody. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. yeah, that's it. But we still <laughs> love their stuff. That's because we're, yeah. you know, it's just the way that it is. Yeah. To be critical. Absolutely. Um, let me just scroll back up here. We've got uh, Marcel. Welcome, mate. He's been a long-term su supporter of the channel. Howdy from Queensland. Welcome. Uh, Glenn Campbell rocks. You know, Glenn Campbell's mm. someone I don't know much about, to be honest. I mean, I know the name and I've seen some stuff online, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know what this means, but I'm going to put this on screen for you. Uh, did you ever get... <laughs> Is he, do you think he's talking about the ES330? The one that I... Because I think Todd was asking a question from way back. He was asking uh, about the hap what happened to the one that you and I went to buy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me see. If, where's that question? Oh, that's 
that might be sort of an interesting story anyway. Uh, yeah, sure. I can talk about that. Um, so I don't know if, if a lot of you have seen that video, but Shannon and I, uh, Shannon and myself went to Sky Music. Um, we were filming a couple of videos the day before or the night mm-hmm. before for them. And, you know, we, I think it was a shootout, wasn't it? It's that Epiphone one. It was like the difference between, you know, a Gibson Man, and a... It wasn't even close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even close. But no. that guitar was amazing. And I couldn't put it down. And I think uh, Ken, who played bass, he was there yeah. as well. And I think the three of us, we were like, oh, man, what is this guitar? It sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, so the next day... And Rick day, walked in as well. Mid, yeah, and mid, Rick walked in, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think we were all just amazed at how good that, that guitar sounded. And then mm-hmm. the next day, I um, I bring my, you know, your one friend who talks you out of buying stuff. Um, Shane, in this case, Shane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't do a good job. And I ended up buying that guitar that day. So good, yeah, yeah. It sounded so good, so good. And um, we did, we did, we filmed a video on, um, you know, what to do when you're going to buy a guitar. Like I brought my own app, I brought my pedals, so I could hear it through my own rig. Um, it was amazing, such amazing guitar. So I don't have it anymore. I returned it, and the guys at Sky Music, you know. I have to say, they're just the best guys. They took it back. Um, it had an issue with the nut um, and some of the frets. Uh, so they took it to a, to a repair guy. So what had happened was, at that time, Gibson Australia had gone bankrupt. Was it Gibson? I, I, okay, yeah, don't uh, quote yeah, me on this. Yeah. But I think Gibson Australia went bankrupt. So... There wasn't a Gibson dealer or Gibson distributor for Australia. So um, Sky Music was paying to get the guitar repaired out of their own pocket and sort of said to me, um, you know, we'll, we'll get it sorted out, but had sent it back and it came back. And unfortunately, it addressed one problem, but created two more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and look, no, I guess no, no real fault to the you know the the, oh, the, the guys that were doing the repairs, but yeah, um, I think it was it was just a that guitar was like a too hard basket sort of thing, mm-hmm. it had to be redone. I think, yeah. Um, anyway, so I love that guitar so much, and I really didn't want to give it back, but um, the guys at Sky Music, they were they were so so great throughout the whole thing and they said um look we'll give you back your money um while we get this sorted out and i didn't want them to keep spending their own money to get the guitar fixed i was because you know there wasn't a distributor so i was like okay well maybe i'll do Mm -hmm. that but i i bought the i bought um i took that money and bought another guitar i bought a les paul did we have a video on that uh i think we did right I can't remember. I can't. I can't remember. Sorry, man. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't but, know if we uh, filmed a, a follow up or not. I. Yeah, I, I'm not sure, man. Sorry, I do so yeah. many. I've done so many yeah, videos. Done we did. We did a heap stuff. together too. I, I just can't. Yeah. I can't remember. 
but uh yeah so i got i got a uh 59 reissue uh that they had hanging in the wall that was amazing um you know it was it was it was much more expensive but you know they they gave me a great deal as well um and here's the funny story right so i think it's it's um i was in there a few months back and it was still there and i was so tempted to buy it (laughs) i was so tempted to buy it um i think i think they fixed it and i was just like oh okay i think i'm gonna get this yeah it was a great sounding guitar that thing is just i think yeah it just had that it what was it the frets or something wasn't it it was sort of like a frets mm. thing yeah, yeah i think yeah it was a fret thing but also maybe the neck was there was like a twist in the neck so yeah okay um yeah it was yeah so to answer your question todd it was an amazing guitar one of the best guitars i've you know one of the best three three zeros i've played but um yeah just just wasn't didn't work out but uh if it's still there when this is all um, <laughs> done, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. Shane and I will go down again. We got uh, uh, it's a Gam Mare Hazel 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 says, uh, did, "Yeah, I'm horrible with some of these names." Um, does <laughs> this is from Facebook? So we're live streaming the both in case uh, you're wondering oh, why that call cool. popped up. Yeah. Um, does a shielding job do the same thing as a noiseless pickup? Uh, what pickups are in the player strap? Are they noiseless? um in the player series ones they're just bog standard single coils and shielding will never be as noiseless in my opinion as a noiseless pickup i haven't i haven't tried really anything that completely cuts the buzz there's supposedly a few things that have popped up on the internet saying oh this is completely it'll take your single coil guitar you won't lose tone but it completely removes the buzz i just haven't tried them so i i'm not too sure do you know much about any of those mods? Excuse uh, me, or have you tried any that that have? Um... Yeah, over the years. So I think my first one that I played was a lay, lay sensor. Yeah. Um, but I I never felt that they sounded like a thrill. You no, know, they, they are different. Single. Yeah, they're very different. Yeah. So I I think that was an Eric Clapton Strat that I had. Mm-hmm. And I sold that because, you know, I just never could get that Strat sound. And then the second one I played, which was way more closer, was a Jeff Beck noiseless yeah. pickup. Yeah. I, I had those good. in one of my Strats. They're great. Oh, yeah, yeah I, you did. Yeah. yeah. Hot noiseless, man. They're unreal. Yeah. yeah. They're great. Um, and uh, since then, I've tried, I think Sir have, have a sort of like a back plate. So what it is, it's like, it's it's a back plate with a dummy yeah. coil. Um, ah, okay. And so it sort of makes it like a humbucker. And I think it's a lot of people are saying it's the closest thing um, to it being completely noiseless. But I've never actually played one or heard one. Hmm. Okay. Cool. So, yeah. Uh, thanks. Uh, we got Eddie says, "Good day, Shane. Love your demos. New comparisons. What's your favorite low wattage five to fifteen watt tube amp?" Oh man, that's a, that's a tough question. Um, hmm, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not too sure. I I think for home use, I'm gonna probably pick a five watt amp. The Bugera V5 Infinium is a great little home practice amp. 
Uh, I really like the Vox AC10s. I think they're pretty solid in terms of just great tone and and like portability as well, but they're, they're maybe not loud enough to still gig with. And in terms of 15 watt amps, I'm probably going to say a Princeton or a Blues Junior. They're the two that sort of jump out at me um, as being like the the way to go. What about you? What about you, Ryan? You got any low watt amps that you're a big fan of? Yeah, man, the Princeton um, is one of my favorite. I think uh, Dave K. Is he is it Princeton or Deluxe Reverb? I can't remember. Maybe it's a uh, Deluxe he's, Reverb. He's got he's got lots of both of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's. Like I think he's got. I think he's got three of each, or two or three of each, or something. Oh, so. um, yeah, he brought some. <laughs> he brought like his 1965 one down, and yeah, yeah, that's the well, deluxe reverb. Yeah. Oh, okay, deluxe reverb. Well, Princeton's uh, one of my favorites. Rick has a great app, the Milkman Creamer. Oh, that is. But good. I think that's twenty as well. Um, yeah, and that's also twenty with a few zeros at the end of it as well. I think mm, they, yeah. they're expensive. Big money. <laughs> Yeah, no, they are great. They're they're basically yeah. kind of like a Princeton mixed with a deluxe reverb, I guess. That's yeah, the kind of vibe of that. They are really cool. Yeah, what's your? Let me ask you a question. What's your favorite fifteen watt budget tube amp? That artist? Uh, yeah, I mean, I like that more than a Blues Junior, but that's that's rated at twenty watts. But okay. there wouldn't normally be that much of a difference. But I think the artist probably sounds larger. And loud. I mean, you've heard them in the room. They got a lot of throw for a mm. small amp. I never got that out of the Blues Juniors. Um, the ones that I had, which were like the older ones, which I also bought one of those a few years ago, that gold one. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's probably my favorite sort of small amp of all time at the moment would be the Artist Tweed Tone 20, but they're not everywhere around the world either. No. Yeah, but it sounded really good. Let me just scroll down. I, I hope I didn't miss a a super chat here. If I did, guys, I apologize. Let me uh I saw something pop up somewhere before. Uh hopefully I didn't miss anything. Oh, maybe not. Maybe not. We might be right. If I did um just add in the blues me and I'll I'll make sure I answer the question. Um sometimes it's hard to keep track of the comments. This this StreamYard thing I'm using too doesn't always show me, like it doesn't really highlight them properly. Hmm. So anyway, uh, oh Landon, welcome man. He says I got some lace sensor pickups and they definitely don't sound like single coils. Yeah, they got more of a, they got a different sort of sound to them. They're kind of a bit, almost more mellow in some ways in the top end, but a thicker kind of tone too. They're still smooth, smoothish sounding to some extent, but yeah, it's a very different vibe. But they're good pickups. Like some, you know, if you're going for that '80s Clapton, um, what's the name? In that, just the way that you use it, kind of tone. That's that's the oh, yeah. pickups. It's in the way I just... Yeah, what was yeah. that other? What was that other song that he had? That um, remember that? Uh, I don't know if I'm going to play it in the right key, but it's. Yeah, uh, bad love. Man, is, bad that, yeah. is that your is that your guitar just acoustically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This that this is has great. got great. This is the best it's ever sounded. I don't know if you you saw the vid, but I put a high yeah, pass filter yeah, in yeah. here. 
yeah, man, yeah. it is just like this thing is so good now. Like, I, I'm. I, it almost feels <laughs> like a new guitar. I love it. Oh, great! It's just such a big sounding. Uh, I'm running a compressor here too, man. So you're probably hearing a overly enhanced uh, acoustic sound, but. Um, oh, it's great. That's so. That's, folks. If no, I'm, you, a, I'm in love with this yeah. thing again, man. It's that's just. Yeah. No, it's nice. It's so nice. That's how I I look at my my guitars, like you know, like how they ring without plugging in. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a, it's definitely it's definitely a thing in terms of sustain and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Todd Steele, thank you, mate. He says, "Hey guys, uh, great live stream. Great to see Ryan on the channel too." Thanks, yeah, Todd. we're gonna probably try and get Doctor Rick on one of these as well coming up once yeah. he's uh, yeah. once he hasn't worked twelve hours. <laughs> we'll, we'll get him yeah. on here. Thank you, Doc. Um, yeah. Thank you uh, again, Todd, mate, for all your support. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, it goes. Or any of these super chats, mate, it goes into funding stuff for the channel too. Like um, this new live streaming setup. That's thanks to all you guys. So thanks. Uh, let me scroll down. Here's a good question. Have you Aussies ever played an Ormsby? Hmm. I don't know. I've not, but I want one secretly. Yeah. And you know what? They I'm look, look them up. very cool. Yeah, please look them up. I they have so no cool. idea what they, what they are. They're so cool looking. But they, I think, I, I don't know. Like, I kind of think... They're more rock or metal. <laughs> I like when Google brings up uh, image. Oh, how come I keep doing that? Google brings up images like that first top left one. <laughs> like it's like what? Yeah, uh, it's because I didn't type guitar in there. It's that's why. But uh, it's probably the. There we go. That's, oh, oh, you know what? I may have seen. I might have seen some of these. At, yeah, at guitar the, show. The guitar show. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think you have. They look great. I love the shape, but um, a bit, a bit metal for me. So I've got a little secret which I'll spill on this um, this live stream. Oh, I'm getting a one of these guys. Ooh. Oh wow! I'm getting one of these. Jeez, where are they from? Uh, I think they're an American company. Volvo. Yeah, right. Yeah, except the one. Actually, that's not that's not the one that I'm getting. Sorry, it is not a Telecaster. Oh man, this is so confusing. I'm new to this. Sorry, guys, bear with me. Uh, it is a Strat that has two. That's cool. Um, uh, I'm not going to be able to find the the picture here. Um, it's a Strat that has two single coils and. I should have just gone to their website. I mean, that that's probably the easiest way to go. Yeah, I saw these on um, Steve from Boston's YouTube channel a while back, and I was like, man, that's that super cool. And, yeah, just out of the blue, about a week ago, I get an email saying, hey, do you want to try these out? I was like, I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to see what they're yeah. like. Um, yeah, it's the this one. They're a different sort of looking, a different sort of guitar to like your regular one, but this this is it here. Hmm. I don't have a strat oh, or anything cool. at the moment either, so I was like, yeah. "Yeah, this is super cool." Yeah, 
Um, yeah, it, it'll be the sunburst uh, one like that. But yeah, uh, humbucker in the bridge. I really like the idea of that because down the track, if I actually get another like yeah. fender strat, this is a point of difference still. So yeah, yeah, I like I like the look of this thing. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what they're all about. So mm. yeah, I um. I'm thinking of putting a humbucker in one of my strats. Yeah. You could give it a go. I mean, what were you thinking of putting in? Like a, just like a Gibson pickup or something else? I don't know. Like, like there's a few, I think there was a, there was a, somebody asked a question about Seymour Duncan JBs. Um, I love them. They're mm -hmm. great pickups. Um, I had one in a Les Paul and um which i you know it's it's that guitar belongs to one of my best friends now and um you know it's 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 still on there because it just sounds amazing so that could be a pickup that i i think about cool um are there any pickup brands that you're really loving at the moment i i love the burst buckets from gibson oh yeah yeah i i just i'm a big fan they're a bit more even than than some not that the other the other pickups don't sound great as well, but they just they're a bit more flat sounding. There's nothing that yeah. really jumps out too too much, which means they're nice and clear still yeah. on the bottom end. Uh, I always wondered how something like that would go with a couple of strap pickups, but yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah thanks, Todd. I uh, appreciate that. Hey, Ryan, I'm gonna let you fly solo for a second here, man. I gotta, I gotta I'll be back in like a minute. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna take a quick break, okay, and I don't have an intermission button, so I'll, I'll let. Uh, let Ryan do his thing here. I'll be right back. I'll answer some questions. Um, okay. So uh, Craig Clark, Ryan, what is your favorite strat you want? I have a strat that um, I have two favorite strats. One's a, a 1964 um, Fender Stratocaster. And the other one is a postmodern custom shop that I bought from Dr. Rick. Um sunburst it's amazing this strat i have here this used to be my number one until that guitar let's see can you guys hear this Great strat. It's a custom shop. It's a Wildwood 10. So I think it's it's a 10 um 10 inch radius. 10 inch radius, yeah. Brazilian rosewood quarterson, maple neck, alder body, gold. I did these knobs. Turn the light down. I did these knobs like as a tribute to oh, you can't see them. Yeah. John Mayer. Like I love that. Um, yeah, and it's it. This is still, you know, one of my favorite strats. Um,
very usable, a lot of usable tones. Like the in-between tones are great. All right, let's, let's jam. <laughs> I'll go get a lead. I'll go get a lead. I'll be right back. That's, that's awesome. It sounds um, great. Uh, Simon, hi, Ryan. You seem to have a lot of great guitars. Uh, Eternal Search. Yeah, I, you know, I think it's both. I, a lot of the guitars that I have, I don't think I've found them. Like, I, I don't think I, I went out looking. Like, the one that I bought from Rick, you know, I didn't go out looking for that guitar. He had it and, you know, he decided to sell it and... And I borrowed it and was like, I'm not giving this back. Um, yeah. So I'll say that. <laughs> uh, Jamal. You guys. Uh, yes. Oh, uh, dude, Jamal. I'll never you need. Oh, sorry. Sorry. What, what happened? You shouldn't be leaving me alone with these guys. <laughs> <laughs> See Jamal, that the... 1970s Strat is amazing. I can't believe it's still there. Where where is it? Uh, do you remember that seventy Strat, the big headstock one that I played at Sky Music? Uh I, I don't actually. What what color um, was it? It's a Sunbest one. Oh, I think oh. I did like a Jimi Hendrix fuzz thing. Oh oh that yeah 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 I absolutely yeah. remember that one. Yeah, it's oh man. That's such a great guitar. Um, original pickups? No, these are not the original pickups. I, I took the whole scratch plate off. Uh, these are Fletcher Landau's. Um, you know, Ooh. I think it's got a quite a hot bridge. I've got the neck. Hey, look! Look who's look who's watching on Facebook. <laughs> Is it Jenny gonna, or Mark? Uh, from, I, I'm going to tip it's Jenny because she's always on her phone. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't There's something we have to play just to add a tribute for the Mount Dandenong Hotel. And I'm going to play the rhythm to it. <laughs> that, folks, is Russian disco. Yeah. There it is. Were you plugging through? Were you playing through an amp just before, or what was the? Yeah, it's it's. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah, I was going direct, so I was probably, I'm probably way too loud. But uh, welcome, Mount Dandenong Hotel. Hope you guys are doing all right. I'm going to come up for a takeaway dinner next. This, yeah, yeah, let's later, do that, man. Maybe later in the week. So we should do yeah. that. That that's where we. Uh, we go jam most weekends when we can. Well, before all the crap started. So, uh, yeah, great to see you guys here. It's awesome. All right, here's an interesting question. What do you think of the best best luthiers in Melbourne? I used to say Cardinals, but I don't anymore. They half-assed my last job. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was horrible. They did a great job on my frets, and then the next time I took a guitar in there, it was, wasn't ready. No way. Yeah, they, I think they were they had too much to do, and oh, it's just one of those bad bad experiences. So, yeah, um, 
Yeah, I don't. I haven't really been to any sort of like luthiers in Melbourne for ages. I go to like just guitar techs if I need something fixed. Like when I had the switch done in this, I just took it to Sky. They got it done there. So, um, okay. yeah, I haven't. I don't really know any other guys that are really full on like cargles in Melbourne anymore. I don't, I don't really know. You go that guy uh, that does the plick plick machine, right? Oh that you go yeah. To. So yeah, Derek. So. Uh, I think his company is called The Fret Set. F-R-E-T-S-E-T. -E Fret Set. His name is Derek Chan. Um, he used to work in Collings Guitars. He used to work for Collings Guitars. Oh, wow. And, okay, and then cool. he was the head of repair for Maton Guitars. Hmm. And he's, yeah, he's moved on um, to do his own thing now. He's got a Plex machine. He fixed, um, he brought my you know, 66, um, uh, ES335 back to life. He's, he's amazing. And Derek's a great guy. Cool. Um, Rick and I, Rick and I joke about, cause we went through a phase of, you know, trying to find a good tech or, or Luthier. Yeah. And, um, you know, mm -hmm. it, cause it's, it's, you know, you, it's, it's your baby, you know, you want to, yeah, you know, I'm always, yeah. I think it takes and one I bad experience with a yeah. great instrument to go. I'm not going Absolutely. back. Yeah, absolutely. So he, we were joking about how um, we weren't going to tell anyone about him because we didn't want him. Yeah, we love Derek and he's a great guy um, and he knows his stuff. And you go, if you go to his, his website and just look at who he's worked, whose guitars he's worked on, it's like like Chris Isaac. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah okay. it's like big players. And yeah, but he's never worked on ours, mate, it. or at least on not on no. mine yet. So Not on yours no. yet. We we will we'll, we'll we'll make that introduction. So him he's one, and the other guy that I would take it to is um, who's like a legend in you know uh, the Melbourne scene is Joe Yamuni. I think he oh, okay. has his own thing called Guitar Works. Yeah, um, yeah. If you Google that, Joe's great as well. You know he's been around for ages. Uh, yeah, I mean, I used guy. to use Phil. Phil Bowen was a guy that I took all of my guitars to for years. I actually took this in to get it done at, at where he's working, but. The part was going to take like a month, so I just cancelled it and took it took it elsewhere. But yeah, it's hard to find. Yeah, it's all. I think finding a good tech is word of mouth. You know, ask. Yeah. Yeah. See if any guy, your guitar mates in your area, or take any any of their guitars or trust someone with them as well, because there's supposed to be a really good guy down um, sort of Bayside as well, but I can't remember who. It, oh, is that who real is? guitar? Maybe. Yeah, maybe maybe yeah. that's it. So I think he used to be the the head of Maton Repairs that left, and then Derek ah. took over his job. This name always makes me laugh. <laughs> Poo Ninja. <laughs> uh, the ODKT says, I'm a straight blues player looking for a nice solid state amp, attracted to blues, cube, and JC40, but Bandit1112 and Champion100 look very nice and cheap. Cheaper by far. I need advice for the student. Get a secondhand PV Bandit. Yeah, it's they they just work, man. They're loud. And, uh, you know, the JC40s are great amps too. Uh, I just think in terms of longevity, it's hard to beat a PV Bandit and a Roland Jazz Chorus amps. They really have just, they've been around forever and they just yeah, they'll last you. <laughs> Some of them are 30, yeah. 40 years old. They're still going. So, yeah. 
Yeah, that's you know, th- this is going to be really rare for me to to agree on that, but yeah. yeah, I agree with that. Like they're so you know you can get them for really cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, so absolutely, just grab one. You know, and even if you don't like the distortion channels and the vintage drive channel built in there, you got a good pedal platform. Mm. And you know, I've done comparisons with the Bandit and the Roland Blues cubes, and the Bandit is as good but it's a quarter of the price kind of thing. So especially if you're buying a Muse. Mm. There we go. Aussies pay heaps of LP tribute retails for $21.90. Yeah, there's, oh, wow. I've, got a, I've got a video coming up about some of that on this, this weekend. So uh, stay tuned for that. Here you go. Here's a, this, is, this is a great question for you, Ryan. Here we go. Hi, Shane. Hi, Ryan. Oh. Any thoughts on the Two Rock Game Master? I see one for sale on eBay at what looks to be a decent price, but I can't uh, see much about them on YouTube. Well, Ryan's had all of the Two Rock amps over the years, so... <laughs> <laughs> this is a Two Rock right now. Is it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it sounds good. Well, you know, like you've had... How many did you have? Two? Did you get? Oh, uh, yeah, I had I had one that I had for a long time, and I had one that I took back because it didn't work properly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but that yeah, was yeah. yeah. Okay, so the two rock, yeah, they are, so, yeah, they're great amps. The two rock gain master. I think Sorry. I don't know if you guys uh, have heard of a guitar player named Eric Gales. Oh yeah, and, I think and if you yeah if you have. I think he's got something to do with the Two Rock Game Master, or his signature amp is based off that, or you know, I'm not sure. But um, yeah, I think they they they're really great sounding amps. But more of the Marshall, I I'm pretty sure they're EL834s. I could be wrong. Oh, okay. Wow, I didn't know they did that. Far out. Yeah. I kind of sometimes miss my old two rock man. It's weird, you know. Like, yeah, dude. I dude, just think I was have... too lazy for a head in a box. Was a big part of that whole <laughs> thing. I, I really wish I had bought the thirty watt, thirty five watt, or whatever it was combo. Yeah. Instead of because I had this, I had this one here. Yeah. I. Oh, that's a game master. Sorry, but it looked like this. I had the box and the the Studio Pro twenty two head. I gotta say that's one of my favorite tones from you, hands down. When you had what about the bandit? Come on, <laughs> do you really want me to? <laughs> do you really want me to lie? <laughs> you know, the thing that put me off the, the two rock I had, I, I missed the top end of the fender. There's a difference there, you, you do lose something with the fender, but you also gain something as well. It, it's just a bit yeah. more of that sort of crystally, uh, sort of top end thing. But you know, after hearing your, your what was it? The, the Crystal 50? Was that what it was? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was the best amp I've ever heard in a room in my life. <laughs> Seriously, man. That, oh, man. that tone was like yeah. legendary good. Legendary good. I, I've never heard anything else like it come close yeah. to it. It was it was unbelievable. So it's so funny, that amp, right? I I got that amp because I bought Rick's Crystal 22. And it was one of my favorite amps, but it just wasn't loud enough. And I was like, oh, I need a 50 watt. And I found that 50 watt. And then I, I just <laughs> never played it for some reason. And yeah. then I think you, I took it to a jam once and was kind of like, oh, yeah, it's all right. And then you came up to me. It's like, oh, man, this is, 
Such it was amazing. unreal. It was and unreal. And then after that, I, I remember going home the next day and playing it and going like, oh shit, this is a really good app. And um, yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's it's a great app. It's really, we, really good app. We've got another super I mean, chat here. Look, I, oh sorry, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Oh, just to finish off on that, like I think you know, yeah, with a brand like Two Rock, you can't really you can go wrong, but you can't really if you know what nah, I mean. No, they're they're all pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think part of my thing with it was I was just too lazy. I was looking for an all in one. And that's the Supersonic 60 had that, you know, it had gain that was more usable yeah. for my sort of sound. But yeah, that the two rock is a really classy tone. No, no doubt about that. Dylan, thank you, mate. This guy's been a huge supporter hey. of, the, of the channel for years and years. So thank you, mate. Thanks for all the live streams you've been doing lately, Shane. I have to come for a jam with you guys once this blows over. Absolutely, yeah. mate. Absolutely. Please. Shoot me an email and I'll tell you if we're going that night or not. So uh, please do. Yeah, I'll shoot me a message or whatever. So. I've uh, got a question from thanks. Thanks again, Dylan. We appreciate that, mate. Uh, Landon says, "I know you played a number of Blues Junior models. How do you think one would sound with a greenback?" I'll po post the link. So I actually had that one. That was the gold one that I owned. Um, I ended up look. They they sound beautiful at home, greenbacks, but I, I always find like greenbacks don't have enough oomph in the mix. A single one of them. You get more than one, they sound great. Uh, for what you're doing, they, you're gonna love it. You, you like that sort of British tone and it will work well with your tallies. But at, what killed it for me was I took that to a small gig and I had it maxed out almost and it wasn't loud enough. Oh, and wow. it wasn't just because of the amp and the cabinet size. It was the speaker isn't the most efficient one out there. But greenbacks are legendary. They, they do sound really nice in those amps, but they're not going to be as loud as any number of other... Um, even Celestian speakers, mm. they're a 25 watt speaker, which doesn't mean a whole lot with efficiency. But yeah, I, I would I would put a cream back in there before I put a a green back. Green but cream backs just feel a lot fuller. Mm. Um, yeah, they're very. Um, it was smooth and it sounded good, but yeah, it's not not overly my my favorite speaker of all time. Until you get more than one, and then they're great. Like you hear them in Marshall cabs and you're like oh this is awesome but you're yeah i much like vintage 30s i always feel like you need more than one and that's where they start to shine you get a much bigger sound in, in the live mix at least anyway uh hmm. what do you think of greenbacks man it's always good to have another opinion because yeah. not i'm not Absolutely, always yeah. right this is just my experience with a little blues junior no no i I totally agree. I think um, I love greenbacks in in like Marshall cabs, like four yeah. by twelve Marshall cabs. You know, like it's that sound. Mm -hmm. um, but I agree with you. I personally, if I had a combo or a one by twelve cab, I'd definitely go with a greenback. More bigger in the bass. Yeah. Um, yeah, but but you know, in a four by twelve, you know, when you've got four of them, you can't beat them. No, they're awesome in that situation. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's going to be very similar. I think he's got a Vox AC15C1, which has a a green back in there as well. So it's probably oh, okay. going to be pretty similar, but the cabinet size of the of the Blues Junior doesn't do it any favors because it's yeah. such a small box. Yeah. The the AC15 the sound heaps bigger. You know, they really yeah. do. 
I just got a, a text from uh, from the Mount Dandenong Hotel saying, uh, "Yeah, we'll bring bring Dylan to the jam." I said, "Yeah, we we will do that." That's cool. Um, scroll down here. All right, we've been going for a couple of hours. I can't believe it. All right, we might wow. wrap it up shortly because uh, my throat's starting <laughs> yeah. to go and I'm pretty tired. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, thanks everyone who, who joined in. Yeah, an hour and fifty-five minutes, far out. I know. We said before we started, oh, let's keep it to an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And sometimes the conversations just keep rolling, so it's uh, yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah, and it's been yeah, it's been so great, you know, hanging out with you guys. Like it's hanging out with hundred guys. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's the ultimate sausage fit, virtual sausage fest. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's T-Boy here, is he? Oh, welcome, man. Cool. Awesome stuff. This guy's a great guitar player. You want to watch him play after yeah, look you him check, it, check his stuff out. He's a, he's a monster. Yeah. He actually won a, a giveaway I did on the channel a while back of a, a Royal Flush pedal or, a, or one of the VS Audio pedals. And, um, yeah, he's a great player, man. Check him out. He's very, very cool. Great um, arranger and all that as well. Uh, five volt blues yeah. So I'm just going up the chat here. I think Eric Gales might be the best player alive. He's definitely great. No mm -hmm. doubt about that. You know, there's no greatest player ever conversation because there's so many good ones. But um, yeah, it's all personal taste. But he's definitely He'd one be of up the. There. Yeah, 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 totally. I saw. Um, I went to Byron Bay Blues Fest when he was playing. Oh yeah. yeah. So he was playing the same time Robert Plant was playing and Eric uh, Lauren Hill. Wow. And I remember being like, oh, shit, what am I going to watch? Of course, I, I've got to watch <laughs> Robert Plant. So I watched yeah, Robert yeah. Plant and then I went to Lauren Hill and then I was going to go to Eric Gales and then come back. I went to Eric Gales. I stayed the whole night. Yeah, yeah was, you would have loved um, that. Oh, man, he had the whole crowd just in you know, in his pocket. Like he was just, it's, it's, it's like, I always, I always feel this, right? Like when you watch a YouTube thing and you watch YouTube guitar, well, guitar players, um, it's very often, it's very hard, like watching somebody on, on screen versus watching somebody live yeah. is two different things. Right. And, and when you watch guys like that, you go like, Hey, what are you trying to say, mate? Come on. <laughs> no, no, no. But, no, no. Like what, yeah. what I'm trying to say is, Eric Gales. When I it was when I got to his set, it was just him on stage with a wah pedal and just riffing, yeah, well. and it was one of the most like it was just goosebumps. And hmm. the whole crowd, it was there was so there were probably five thousand people there, and everyone was wow. quiet, just watching. Like, Far out. and I stayed the whole set. I didn't like, yeah, I didn't move. Have you seen his studio stuff on YouTube? Yeah. Have you watched his in the studio? Oh man, it's just unreal. The one? Yeah, he's unreal. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, he's just he was doing like a solo for some album he was working on, and it was just yeah, like each each take was epic. You know, it's like the first yeah. one was great, the next one was great. Oh it's like, God. well, what do you do with that? <laughs> yeah, he's 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 a different kind of beast. There's a there's a cool video right of him and josh smith yeah and it's like <laughs> at the end it's like hush okay i'm gonna yeah. pick up 
base. Yeah, that, <laughs> no offense, that's another, base there's base. another guy that's like amazing too. Hey? Yeah. It's just just yeah. keeps getting better. And um, who's uh, I think there's there's a video of him and Eric Johnson as well, and it's just like oh God. oh wow, hmm. All right, that's uh, from Carl. It says thank you to both of you oh. for this great escape. What's going on in the world today? Hey, no problems, man. It's good for Thanks, good for man. us to be doing this as well and having yeah. a chat. So uh, we might wrap it up pretty soon if anyone oh there we yeah. go yeah so uh t-ball got the uh, straight flush yeah that's right i couldn't couldn't quite remember off the top of my head but uh yeah man you made it sound like a million bucks i'm glad he's hey, you got a youtube channel t-ball everybody go check out his stuff after this you'll you'll be impressed he's a, he's a nice lovely guy too all right might uh might wrap it up it is officially 11 p.m so uh we're starting oh, wow. to fade. I can I can see it in our face. <laughs> so thanks, we'll do a thanks everyone. Time. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we'll, we'll uh, do we'll, one. We'll get it sorted out. Yeah, it's yeah. strange because usually if we were doing this on the old Google Hangout, when someone if two people are talking, neither person can hear each other. There's this oh, right. weird thing that happens. Same with Skype. Skype's a bit like that where two people talk and you you lose the audio. It just it just doesn't get through it either way. It's like a one, it's like a pipe, one-way pipe kind of thing. This works yeah. where, I, yeah, I can hear you talk at the same time. So, yeah, we, we might be able to, um, might be able to do a bit of a jam on here. That'd be yeah. fun. I, I need that. I need that Google thing for me when me and my wife talk. So I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's late. It's late. All right. So I think that'll about wrap it up. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we might just check if I missed anything here. If I missed anything, I apologize, but uh, yeah, have a great, great day, great night, guys, wherever you are in the world. Yeah, and uh, thank you. We'll catch you, catch you on the next one. We're going live Absolutely. at random, random yeah. intervals during <laughs> the week, so uh, come back. <laughs> All right, hey, Shane, take thanks it easy, again guys. for having me, man. Oh, anytime. Uh, it was fun, it was good fun. We'll, yeah. we'll do another one coming up. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thanks.